Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again on Boxing News Today. Courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com. We've got uh, a great show lined up for you from around the world. Let's start off with a story emanating out of England, of course. We have WBO interim super middleweight world champ. Uh, Championship will be on the line when Zach Parker takes on John Ryder at the O2. This upcoming uh, Saturday night, what should be a thrilling domestic collision. Uh, Parker is the f- uh, super middleweight destroyer from Derby. Was originally set to fight dis- de- set to fight Demetrius Andrade for the interim title before the American withdrew from the running. And is next in line. And next in line is North Londoner Ryder. Okay, let's have a look here. Parker's 22-0, 16 knockouts. He's blasted out all before him since teaming up with Frank Warren in Queensbury. Scoring brutal knockout victories over Vaughn Alexander, Sherzad Kuznov, Marcus Morrison, three men who had not previously been stopped. Wow. Also on the card, uh, the Greenwich Finish, we'll also see unbeaten middleweight star Hamza Shariz. He's 16-0. He's going to defend his WBC silver title for the first time, having seized that belt in a second fight at 160 pounds against Francisco Emmanuel Torres back in July. Another chap we've mentioned, Pierce O'Leary, 10-0. The super lightweight bar, uh, banger from Dublin will have his second fight under the Queensbury banner and will challenge for the vacant WBC International Championship. Uh, Dennis, the Menace McCann, who we've also mentioned, he's 13 and 0, uh, fighting out of Maidstone, will fight for the vacant Commonwealth Super Bantamweight title against Glasgow man Joe Ham. Uh, South Paul McCann, 21 years old has won the WBO Youth Super Bantamweight title and the WBC International Super Featherweight title in his last two fights. Also on the bill, also undefeated, Sam Noakes, 9-0, who's returning from a hand injury, will defend his WBC International Lightweight title for a second time against the unbeaten Scott Calvin McCord. He's 11-0, as he bids to make it a perfect 10 with 10 fights and 10 knockouts. So that's some good stuff to be seeing there. Frank Warren said... We have got a Kraken show lined up for the O2, headlined by what should be an absolute stormer between our man Zach Parker and the highly respected John Ryder for the WBO interim world title at Super Middleweight. We were, we were expecting Zach to come up against Demetrius Andrade, but with Andrade having pulled out for the second time, now gives us a bigger domestic clash against the number two contender, Ryder. The winner will be mandatory for when Canelo Alvarez is forced back into action at Super Middleweight or elects to vacate his belts. Mm-hmm. He concludes, future world champions in my book, Hamza Sariz, Pierce O'Leary will win big fights, and our top young prospects, Dennis McCann and Sam Noakes, are again entitled against highly competitive opponents who will give them their toughest test to date. Well, wow. There's also a quick little uh, conclusion here with respect to the undercar. Be- Bexley welterweight Mickey Bork Jr., 7-0, and London super lightweight Sonny Liston Ali, 4-0, will be in six-round fights with Brick Lane welterweight Khalid Ali at Forno fighting over four rounds. So good stuff. Uh, a great night of boxing for sure happening over in the UK, live on BT Sport for those who are over there. All right, let's have a quick look at what happened last Friday over on Topsom Boxing's Path to Glory card, which was held at the Doubletree Hotel over in Ontario, California, where welterweight Louis Lopez, 13-101, defeated Adrian Gutierrez, 12-101. He fights out of Chula Vista, and that was by way of majority decision. 
in the eight-round bantamweight co-main event, Manuel Gucci-Mani Flores, 14-0, out of Coachella, California, destroyed Armando Torres out of Mexico City in his first round. Flores sent Torres to the canvas three times before the fight was stopped. In bout number three, middleweight Nelson Knuckle Oliva, 5-0, out of Rialto, California, annihilated Mike Plazola uh, of Waterloo, Iowa. The scheduled six-round bout made it only to the 59-second mark of round number one. Oliva dropped Palazzola three times before the fight was stopped. In the second bout of the night, a scheduled six-rounder in the lightweight division, uh, Eric Benitez, four and three, out of Guadalajara, upset Ionas, the Greek assassin, Manolitas, well, we wondered about that one, who's now three and one. He fights out of Los Angeles, California. Uh, in the opening bout of the evening, super lightweight Juan Sanchez, 5-0, out of Buena Park, California, scored a second-round knockout over Miguel Barachas, four, uh, sorry, 3-2, and two, two knockouts out of Guadalajara also. Uh, Sanchez showed great composure as Barajas was throwing wild punches but couldn't find anything meaningful. Sanchez kept coming forward and landed a powerful right hook to the temple, sending Barajas to the canvas in round two. Moments later, Sanchez landed flurry punches to the head of Barajas, forcing the referee to stop the fight at two minutes, 34 seconds of round number two. Ah, our, our friends over at Split Team Management want us to recognize a couple of their fighters. Uh, this past uh, weekend, who fought uh, welterweight prospect Giovanni Marquez and junior welterweight prospect Omar Rosario remained undefeated with wins in Texas and Puerto Rico. Uh, both are managed by Split Team Management, by the way. The 21-year-old Marquez stopped Luis Portolatin in round three at the Lone Star Convention Center in Conroe, Texas. And let's have a quick look here. And Saturday in uh, Torillo Alto, Puerto Rico, junior welterweight Armor Rosario stayed undefeated with a six-round unanimous decision over previously undefeated Brian Ishmael Rodriguez Rivera. Scores were 60-54 in all cards for the 24-year-old, uh, who is now 9-0. Oh, wow, good for him. And good news uh, from our friends over at Split Team Management. Moving along quickly now, ah, Regis Progress has listed the six reason why he will defeat Jose Zapita and reinstate himself as the best super lightweight in the world. Progress faces Zapita in Carson, California on Saturday night with the vacant WBC World Super Lightweight title up for grabs. The 33-year-old, a former WBA title holder, respects Zapita, but is adamant he'll be too much to handle at the Dignity Health Sports Park this weekend. Says his victory will not only secure him one of the four recognized world belts, but also reestablish him as the best 140-pound fighter on the planet. Zapita's never fought a southpaw that's elusive, a southpaw that is strong like I am, a southpaw that has defense, and a southpaw that has a chin on top of that. Progress told uh, probellum.com. I feel like you can hit me with anything. It's not going to do anything, but the main thing is he hasn't fought a workhorse like me. It is one of my strongest suits. I work so hard in training camp, I kill myself. And on top of that, there's my hunger. Progress is rated as world number one when he headed into 2019 unification blockbuster with Josh Taylor in London. The American lost a classic contest on points that night and insists that by reclaiming one of the world titles this weekend, he will once again have a strong case to be also uh, known as the best super lightweight around. He uh, concludes, when people introduce me, they do so as the former champ but I want to be the current champion. And only that, I want to be known as the best in the world in my division, said Progress. All right, good stuff. Let's move along now over to Europe. 
dedicated and determined in equal measure, Lucy Wildheart, one of our favorites here on Talk and Fight, the aesthetic and powerful five foot five Scandinavian storm claims she has both the skill set and mindset to conquer the 126 pound division. First, she fights this Friday night at London's York Hall, that's in Bethnal Green, where she takes on France's experienced Marina Sakharov on the Wasserman boxing uh, card, uh, headlined uh, by Harlem Eubank versus Tom Farrell. And that's going to be shown for you British fans live on Channel 5. Wild by name, wild by nature, quips the girl, dubbed Dragon Queen by manager Richard Maynard. My nickname represents the strength of Sweden's medieval Vikings. As a kid, it, I was all or nothing. I had mental temper, uh, but could also be really kind. I was and still am super competitive and always spoke of it's something appeared unfair. It, I, I'd not hurt anyone, but I always said my thoughts, never back down. I had to have the last say and would scream and shout. It caused me problems at school, she admits. Uh, Wildheart's current radiance disguises a difficult childhood in central Sweden which held fashion her fighting psyche. My parents separated when I was pretty young and we didn't have much money. The nearest town had around 3,500 people and I was surrounded by farms and forests. I was always outside, falling off trees. I didn't have a mobile phone and I was much, much older. My grandparents who played a large part in my upbringing had horses and cows. I was raided around nature and hunting. At age nine, mom took me to a karate school where the trainer, still my hero today, was really hard on me. Shotokan gave me something to focus on. It was real, very traditional. We bowed, spoke Japanese, and we focused mostly on katas and technique. Coach taught me life skills and respect. I became very good very quickly because I was very coachable and learned from copying others. That karate dojo was a place where I could finally be me, and I never missed a session. One time when I broke both feet, I still went and just trained with my arms. I thought of trying out for MMA and UFC. I've already done a bit of grappling. I might have a bit of success there. But at age 19, Lucy was forced to leave town in search of fresh employment. And with no dojos in sight, opted to dabble with the noble art instead. Initially, it was very difficult, she said, for karate. I had a wide stance and my legs were my strength. I really struggled for the first four years, but I refused to give up. Uh, having won 24 out of her 27 amateur starts, she explains, I wanted to go to the Olympics, but I didn't have the patience to wait another four years. I was ambitious to move fast and be involved in longer fights that would give me more, more of a proper workout. My goal was to always train full-time, but professional boxing was banned in Sweden, and there were no sponsors. I knew I had to move to either England or U.S. to make it. England was nearer. I had the opportunity to box on the undercard of ex-British and European super lightweight car king uh, Colin Lyons, and he assisted my passage. Being from Sweden and not having an Olympic background, I've not had an easy road, she disclosed. All my fights have potentially been difficult, but I've been taking every opportunity that's been offered to me and made the best of it. The traveling has allowed me to see and experience different things. Her recent alignment to Maynard's strike sports management will provide the much needed stability required for concerted assault on global honors next year. Wow. Let's have a quick little look here for the remainder of the story, see if she's got any boxing matches lined up. Doesn't seem so, but she says, I, I aim to perfect the craft of boxing. Um, I've got a really nice shape and fitness level, allows me to keep my skill level high for the full duration of a fight. I do whatever's needed to win, but can change quickly if things aren't going fully to plan. 
I've got a good style. I'm explosive. Can also be a bit tricky. Plus, there's several uh, unshown aces in my pack. So far, I've just shown 30%. I guarantee there's going to be some hot fights coming out for me in 2023. All right. Good for Lucy, one of our favorites. Speaking of uh, female fighters, legendary MMA superstar Chris Cyborg will be making her highly anticipated return to the boxing ring on December 10th when she battles Gabrielle Holloway on the Terrence Crawford versus David Advignasian BLK primetime uh, pay-per-view showdown. Cyborg versus Holloway is scheduled four-rounder in the lightweight division and will serve as a special feature attraction. Meanwhile, uh, Crawford's going to battle uh, Advignasian over 12 rounds for the WBO welterweight world clash, a world title clash which will stream live on BLK Prime for the whopping price of $39.99 US. Um, Cyborg, by the way, is Ultimate Fighting's only Grand Slam champion and comes from a world-class mixed martial arts background. Originally from Brazil, Cyborg makes her return to boxing uh, to continue her, her quest to establish herself as the greatest female fighter in any combat sport ever. In her boxing debut earlier this year, Cyborg defeated Simone Silva by convincing unanimous decision, throwing clean right hands, pressing forward, and unloading punches with Silva against the ropes. Her debut in the boxing ring establishes Cyborg as a looming championship contender. This next bout will prime her for that eventual opportunity. So good stuff uh, for women in boxing and a good move for Cyborg. NABA super middleweight champion Yamaguchi, the problem Falco, will defend his title against heavy-handed Ernest Amuzu on September, sorry, on December 11th as a Sunday night at the Carib Royale in Orlando, Florida. Uh, and that's actually going to show uh, on CBS Sports. Wow, that's rare. 7 p.m. Eastern time. Fighting out of Florida by way of Brazil, Falco is 23-1-1 with nine knockouts. Uh, the skilled southpaw is the current... WBC Latino champion and NABA uh, champion. He's ranked eighth in the world by the WBC and one of boxing's most avoided fighters, apparently. On October 29th, Falco retained his NABA and WBC Latino titles with a one-sided beatdown of Alexis Tehran. Originally from Ghana, but now res residing in Florida, Amuzu, 26-7, with 21 wins by knockout, and he's battled several world-class foes, including... Varjanda Singh, uh, Levgan Kaitov, and Radiovo Hotrog Kaladzig. Uh, the Falco Amazuma fight is scheduled for 10 rounds. Um, this is Yama's fifth fight of 2022, and I applaud Azuma for taking the fights at Falco as promoter, Jody Calguier. Uh, we're keep we're keep we're going to keep moving up the up the rankings, so these top fighters will either have to fight us or vacate their belts. I'd also like to let it be known, Team Falcoa immediately accepted a fight with Jamie Mungia for November 19th, but they changed course on us and instead faced an overmatched opponent. With a victory over the top of Amuzu, Falcoa should move further up the rankings and would love a shot at the most dangerous champion at 168 pounds. Said Caligier, David Morell is a very talented and nobody else in the division seems to be willing to face him. We'd fight Morel in his adopted hometown of Minnesota or anywhere in the world because we truly want the best. There you have it, fans. And for our last story, Josh Lupia. Joshua Lupia. 
An undefeated prospect out of Niagara Falls is looking to continue his impressive form against Leonardo Tyner. You know, it's what to set uh, is what to set to be an all action eight round welterweight bout to be held in Canada. Lupia, the two times Canadian national amateur champion, returned to the boxing ring in July 2022 after a life threatening incident in spectacular style. The fan favorite boxer from Niagara Falls doesn't just bring exciting fights, he also brings with him a loyal crowd who are always out of numbers when he boxes. Lupia will be going head to head with Detroit's Leonardo Tyler Tyner. Tyner, who calls himself the pain server, has 22 wins via knockout. Wow, that should be a good fight. Tyner has shared the ring and gone the distance with the likes of Jesse Vargas, Lamont Peterson, and none other than Saul Canelo Alvarez. Expect a war in this match that could go either way. Agreed. Lucas, Prince Body, 12-0-0, 11 knockouts, will be the co-main event against Christian Bielma. 19 4 and 2 with seven knockouts out of Baja, California, Mexico. Uh, Lucas Body, who is three times Canadian national amateur champion, has recently signed with Lee Baxter Promotions. The undefeated Body has won 11 of his 12 fights by way of knockout. For the first time as a professional, Body went the full distance of 10 rounds in his last box and his locks bout uh, before the dead they declared and was declared the clear winner. Um, Bielma, for his part, is a good run of form. In his last three fights, he's picked up a draw, a win, and challenge for the WBO-NABO title. <laughs> also from uh, Toronto area, Amanda Gali, undefeated, 6-0-1 with uh, no knockouts, though. Looks to go uh, eight fights unbeaten. The Canadian super bantamweight champion remains undefeated and showed immense heart her last time out after suffering a broken hand and earning her way to a hard-fought draw. Yes, I remember that. Uh, and that was a fight that fans loved. And talking fight, I believe, was ringside. As an amateur, Golly was three times Canadian national amateur champ, as well as being four-time ringside world boxing amateur champ. Golly will be battling out against uh, Luz Elena Martinez, who's six and four with three knockouts, as I said, in an eight-round matchup. In her last fight, Martinez came just short in a close decision for the America's Continental title. Martinez, by the way, is also a former WBC international title contender. Highly touted amateur Mo Zawadi, 4-1, four knockouts, will look to display his skill set in a bout against Marco Parente uh, out of Woodbridge, Ontario. Zawadi collected four Canadian national titles in amateur on November 19th. Zawadi traveled to Washington, D.C., where he got his fourth win, another punch-perfect performance. At 21 years old, Zawadi... Uh, looks to have a bright future ahead of him in boxing. Parente, who is the most experienced professional of the two, is hoping to upset the young prospect. Canadian bantamweight champion Ross Milet, 7-1-1, is back in action. After a draw in May, Milet looks to get back to winning ways against Eduardo Munoz, 21-17-1. Well-experienced young man. The Canadian champ has been working hard with his coach, Billy Martin, at Hard Knocks Boxing Club, and he's ready to give an impressive display on December 18th. Munoz is a two fight is on a two-fight win streak, with both wins coming by way of knockout. Munoz has also won 14 of his 21 fights within the distance. So that should be another good clash. That should be good clashes. The first bout of the event will be a six-round contest between Uriel Bombardero Perez, 19-5, 18 knockouts. And Roberto Verdugo, 10-4-1. Perez is a slick, fast-handed boxer with devastating power. With 18 of his 19 wins coming by way of knockout, Perez has earned the name Bombardero Perez 
now resides in Toronto, was scheduled for 10 rounds in his last fight against former WBO world champion Maurice Hooker. Before this, Perez knocked out Quebec's Mathieu Germain, who at the time was undefeated IBF North American champ. In the fifth round, oh, in the fifth round. In the other corner uh, to Perez will be Verduco, the former Mexican super lightweight champion. So there you go. This is all going to be held at the Rebel Entertainment Complex in Toronto. And uh, Ticketma uh, Ticketmaster.com has your tickets. And also, uh, according to Lee Baxter, VIP, VIP booths are still available. There you go. Contact Lee Baxter Promotions, one of our good friends in the boxing industry. All right. Sports fans and boxing fans around the world, that brings us to an end of another episode of Boxing News Today. Thank you for joining me very much. Uh, remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Uh, we'll see you uh, later on. What day is it today? Yes, Wednesday for at 4 p.m. for Knuckle Up with Mike Corn Cedric Ben. Don't know who they'll be profiling, but she'll be fun nonetheless. And uh, then again, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you.